Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Boundary AFLW podcast. This is officially a post-season edition of the podcast. My name is Nick Negropontis. My name is Chloe Malloy. Chloe's still here by the phone because we are still in quarantine and all of that stuff, which will probably be going on indefinitely. But for the time being, we're here, and we've got some pretty cool stuff for you today. We're going to wrap up the finals, but we've got... A little surprise that uh, Chloe is going to reveal. <laughs> I'm so excited, and we are making we're making this podcast work still. Yeah. Just because we are self isolated doesn't mean the pod stops. Exactly, podcasting is forever, even in isolation. <laughs> even in hermit life. Yeah, exactly. So what well, are we do- well, what are we doing today, Chloe? What are we doing? We well, we were very fortunate enough that the AFLPA gave us the. Exclusive right, so to say, to announce the 2020 AFLW 22 under 22 team, which I feel I feel special, Pond. Yeah. Do you feel special? I, I mean, it's like, well, people are listening. People like our <laughs> like, podcast. We have quality content. Not that it wasn't quality, but like it's, <laughs> it's extra quality now. It's nice to have reassurances <laughs> that somebody thinks we're all right. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool, though. Like, you know, Everyone's been speaking about this virus and what's going on, and um, there's so much uncertainty. But yeah, it's pretty cool that we can um, be able to deliver, I guess, some good news in a time of kind of uh, only bad news. Exactly. So we're going to run down the squad today that you can pick from um, to pick your 22 under 22. We've both picked our own 22 under 22s, which we'll go through as well. We haven't seen each other's teams yet, so we're going to go through the differences <laughs> and see what what they look like. Um, But we'll get to that a bit later. Obviously, there were four finals that happened uh, on the weekend, and we still need to talk about them. What a performance by your pies, Chloe. You got so close to to North Melbourne, who I still believe was the best team. And I said that your midfield would match them, and it would come down to whichever team was more efficient inside 50. And it seemed like they they just took one or two more chances than you guys did in the end. Yeah, well, looking back at the stats point, Mike, I, I was thinking I was looking at the inside 50s and they they had more and they just capitalised on them. It's, it's, I mean, it's disappointing um, to lose by two points like that. just stings. And, I mean, I had a set shot at the end and I will – oh, that kills me that I didn't – yeah, I will hold I'm on so to that one for I was so excited for you bit. too. I was so excited too and I was like – uh, I had anyway. the tweet ready to go and everything. Oh, pond. <laughs> I um, I've got shot. the tissues. I've got the tissues. But it's it, actually it was such a good game to be a part of. Um, like two quality sides. It was a good game of footy. Like momentum shifted both ways. They bought the heat, and um, I think I've been talking to a few people. Like we thought, whoever won that game would probably be the best chance to go through and win the grand final. And well, that wasn't meant. To be the grand final, that is. Um, but I thought it was a great, you know, finals debut by both the clubs, and for it to be such a close match, which we kind of predicted, and to see some of the best um, players in the competition on the same field at the one time was, yeah, I guess you could say, a bittersweet way to finish the season um, that happened so abruptly. Yeah, it was such an incredible. I thought it was probably up there in the top two or three most highly skilled games at AFLW we've seen, especially through the midfield. Like, Brie Davies started the year slowly. Obviously, she had the injury, but she looked like she was back to her absolute best. Um, Lambert in red-hot form. you got the North Melbourne court head of midfielders. It was it was such a good game of footy. And, yeah, I just, I just wish we could 
see these final three games because North Melbourne, Carlton, Melbourne, Fremantle, it would have told us so much about the pecking order of the teams. It would have told us so much about the season. Wouldn't it? It's yeah, just, it is, it that really is frustrating. And I start in, um, jumping to the next game, um, Carlton versus Brisbane. And I reckon what's the first five minutes um, and the, the quality of the game, like I actually haven't had the time to sit down and watch a full game of AFRW this season, but sat down and watched that one. And the skill was just, it was so, it had come so far from watching even from last season to this season. Um, the way Carlton were moving the footy and even the way Brisbane at times, I was like, it's such a shame yeah. now how it's ended because there was, you know, the, only the best teams are in the finals and that's what we had and we only got to see one week and I felt like, you know, I talk about the what ifs last time on the podcast, it's the what ifs this time. Um, we would have seen some very quality AFLW matches. But in saying that, that makes me so excited for 2021. Absolutely. The talent we can add, the talent we've already got, yeah, it is exciting. It really is. Yeah. And like, that, yeah, that Carlton Brisbane game, to me, it's frustrating, obviously, as a Carlton supporter because I feel like this group could have won the flag. I feel like this group had everything it needed to win the flag. It's probably the best-performing single Carlton team of my entire life. Like, that's not an exaggeration. It's between this team and the 2011 Carlton men's team. It's literally those are the two options. So it's so disappointing that they don't get to see it through with such a likable group of, of people. And I think the good thing from a Carlton's point of view is that group is not going to change. There's no expansion teams coming in. Um, it's a young group. The only player who's really getting up there in age is Katie Loins, who's 34, but she could run through a brick wall for another 10 years, I imagine. Um, Honestly, she would have to have half a limb hanging off. I mean, even then, she'd probably continue to play. <laughs> well, I'm, I remember in, in the Collingwood game against you guys, she came off for half a quarter with some kind of knee injury and just like just went back out there 10 minutes later yeah. after... Like spinning the whole quarter, just trying to run, and went out there and finished the game. For you. She's just the best captain I could I could ask for as a Carlton fan. But Brisbane were good as well. They matched the intensity. They just didn't have the skill execution, I think, to match Carlton. And once Carlton got on top in that second quarter, they just kept scoring, and Brisbane couldn't match the scoring at the other end. Is what I sort of felt. They did, and um, Brisbane had to travel over, but Icon's such a nice park to play on. Um, I felt like Brisbane at times, they it, it's almost like I remember watching the Gold Coast North game, watching Gold Coast play like they'd have a chain and then they'd just collapse at the end. And then at times I felt like Brisbane had it and they'd have a nice hit up and um, they'd hit up another player and then just the, the quality of entries inside their forward line just didn't give their, their forwards the opportunity to, you know, um, impact the scoreboard. And, yeah, it just let him down in the class of Carlton. Um, just, yeah, um, veiled in the end and had a very, very good win, Pont. It was a great win. And you'll, I mean, we'll go through the, the squad for the 22 under 22 in a bit. But the amount of young Carlton players in there that really will be leading the team for quite a while is what has me excited. But we'll get to that. We've got uh, Fremantle and Gold Coast, which is, there's not a great deal to talk about here. Fremantle just broke them in a half and then went on to use their their scoreboard um, or their, their forward line firepower to just blow the Suns out of the water. It was it was ugly viewing in the end because the Suns, unfortunately, they don't have the 
experience and the composure yet to go with a team like Fremantle, which is, I guess, what we all expected would, would be the case. It was just a bit of a grunt game, and I thought um, Fremantle, no offence to the Gold Coast, they were always going to have that one because, you know, Gold Coast bought the pressure, but Fremantle, they are a high-pressure side also. And, um, yeah, I wasn't surprised by the scoreline. Um, yeah, when you've got Kiara Bowers packing the machine on your side, yeah, you're in pretty good pretty good stead. And Gold Coast, though, I mean, you and I are both Kalinda Howes advocates. I yes. think Gold Coast have surprised us and... Um, uh, I'm pretty sure they'd be sitting there going, girls, let's not be too disappointed with how we finish the season because it's our first year in the competition and we got to finals. And um, I think, you know, they can kind of take that in their stride that they're an expansive team and they, without, however it happened and however it occurred, they did make the finals and you can't take that away from them. Yeah, they got a taste of the finals that they otherwise probably wouldn't have had and they got a taste of taking on an undefeated team on their home turf. And I'm sure there'll be a lot of learnings to take out of that um, for them because, I mean, it doesn't get much tougher than making back-to-back five-hour trips to Western Australia to take on take on Frio. So, But in saying undefeated, Pont, here's a question for you. I'm going to throw you under the bus here. Oh, no. What, what, what is your take on Fremantle, I guess, boasting about being undefeated? I did see that the the Forever Seven and O thing they put up. Um, I don't want to make Fremantle Freeman fans are already really upset with me because I only had two Fremantle players in my All Australian team. But if you check the <laughs> AFLW Team of the Year that Sarah Black put up, I believe there's only two Fremantle players in that. So go be mad at her as well because <laughs> don't be mad at Blackie. <laughs> yeah, get, get out of my mentions. Come on, no, like the fact remains and the fact will always remain that they didn't, and it's not their fault, but they didn't play Carlton, Melbourne, or North Melbourne. Their most credible win was over Collingwood in a game that they were dominated in, and they just happened to take advantage of their inside 50s, which is fair enough. They won the game, but they weren't convincing. That was their only real test against a team of equal quality because, as yep. we saw, Carlton dominated Brisbane, Fremantle dominated Brisbane. So they're in the, they're at least on the same tier. We never would have seen, we never saw Fremantle Melbourne, Fremantle Carlton, or Fremantle North. And that's unfortunately just... The asterisk that'll forever be on this season is the fact that um, we'll never know. And I think the AFL made the right decision in not awarding a premier for that exact reason. What did you think of that? Yeah, I see. I I think that's probably one of the hardest things they had to do, and I think they've handled themselves really well because this whole thing is is much bigger than sport right now, and um, there's no sport out there that is bigger than the government. And um, I think the right call was made. To, to not have a premier because it just I just don't think it'd be fair because um, you know anything can happen in finals and uh, yeah if you were to crown North Melbourne as as premiers I, I don't think they'd want it either like you don't want to win a premiership like that you kind of want to earn it and that's the competitive nature of myself and I'm sure um, that's you know, I'm speaking on North Melbourne's behalf. Um, oh, sorry. Well, Fremantle would have been Both, awarded really. it. Yeah, like you can't. How do you decide that? Yeah, you, you can't, can't decide that. You don't. You don't. You know, put a Fremantle logo in one hand and the North in the other hand, mix around and go. All right, pick a hand, and then that's the premier. Like it's just, I don't think you'd want to win a premiership like that, and then to have it, you know, sketched in history as a 2020 premiership, but everyone looks back at that and goes, oh. 
they didn't even play off for it. They just got handed it. Like I just, yeah. I can't see a team wanting that. You you want to earn um, your success and yeah. yeah I, I think the right call in even just cancelling the season was, you know, it's a bit, it's devastating. It's heartbreaking um, because it just the season feels like it's just flown now. Like it's a short season anyway, and then it was cut short, and then it was cut shorter. Um, but yeah, like I said, nothing nothing is bigger than the government right now, and um, as long as people are, you know, we're doing it for the health and safety of everyone. Yeah, like I said, we're not, we're not bigger than than the regulations and rules that the government are putting out right now for our, you know, the best interest in society. Yeah, exactly. And we have no idea what's going to happen. We have no idea uh, where the teams are going to be and what the world is going to look like in June and July, whether the men's season will get done. I mean, I'm confident that if worst case scenario, there is no men's footy this year. I'm still confident that AFLW will continue to exist and thrive. I don't think that's under threat at all. If you listen to people like Jared Whiteley, who knows what he's talking about, he believes it's a core part of the business and something that won't be impacted at all. So I'm confident that AFLW will be fine and that it will go forward fine. But I think it was the right call upon reflection. I think it was the right call to cancel the season and we'll go back at it in 2021. Because if you postpone and say, okay, uh, okay, we're now clear to play now. Let's do three AFLW games in August. Go play you, the free final. Like, then, it, then it just gets messy, Pont. Yeah. Like you've got girls that, you know, they might not be able to come back because they've gone home and they can't come back into the country. They can't come back into state. Um, contracts, families. Like girls have families working. Um, like, and then what do you do with your training schedule? Do you train during that time? Um, you come back. You know, you, no one's been able to run on an oval, like, come mm. back undone. Like, you had to go through all your game structures again. Like, it just, I think the best call was just to cancel the season and, yeah, start looking towards 2021. It is a shame, and we'll probably do some updates throughout the year because, obviously, there probably won't be a VFLW season either. So, like, it, or even state leagues around the country. So, it's, it's hard to know, you know, Form will be different. Players won't be able to, you know, improve and work on stuff they didn't get to work on in the AFLW season, and so it's going to be it's going to be a rocky few months, but we will get through it, and we're going to keep yes, this exactly. po- keep this podcast positive because that's what we're going to do. <laughs> keep potty. Yeah. So <laughs> AFLW twenty two under twenty two time, I reckon. So oh yes. Basically, we have been given access to the thirty two woman squad that will be narrowed down. 31. 31 players, sorry. 31, you are right. It has been amended um. <laughs> um, because a player was too old. So it is it is 31. 31 women's squad that will be narrowed down to 22 by you, the fans, who get to vote when it launches on Thursday. This is obviously going up on a Tuesday afternoon. It will go up on Thursday. So before we talk about the squad, here's some of, the, here's some of how it works because you might not be familiar with the 22 under 22. It's been... Well, Sorry, go on, Claude. Yeah, like you said, it's not familiar. It's a new, it's a concept that the, I think the boys, the boys have done it for a while, um, the 22 under 22 squad, but this is the first time that they're doing it for the girls and I'm excited. I'm very, very excited. Yeah. And yeah. it's very exciting because like there's so much young talent. I mean, the whole, basically the whole blueprint of AFLW is young talent and, and growing that and. When you look at this team, I, I was very surprised by uh, looking at this team and being like, oh, she's under 22. Like, she's an established <laughs> star. Like, especially um, just 
going through even uh, key position players and midfielders and being like, okay, this person is 21. I just assumed they were established 24, 25-year-old player. But I guess that's that's part of the game. And that's why doing something like this is an important exercise. So the men, yeah. the men have been doing it since 2013. And this is the inaugural AFLW version. This is hopefully the last time I have to ever say the word inaugural because I can't <laughs> say it and I can't spell it. Um, these This team will be available for voting on 22under22.com.au from Thursday. This squad was put together essentially by the AFLPA football operations manager, Tim Harrington, and champion Data themselves. And the fan whose team is most accurate, or most accurate to the 22 that is selected will win a prize. And you will get receive a jumper, Chloe, because I assume you'll be in the team. Players selected in the final team are presented with a jumper. Where are you going? Oh, gonna... I like it. Am I included in your team? Is that, are you giving that away already? Am uh, I in your time? Look, I think I that's... Wanna, I just want to be in your 22 under 22 team. On. I think that's, that's all I've ever wanted. I think that's fair to assume that you're going to make my team. <laughs> <laughs> you made my All-Australian team. I don't know if you saw that, but that went up last night. Um, I did. I actually did see that. I... I I blushed a little bit. <laughs> I got you in there. Nah, it was, yeah, that was good fun Get waking up on my phone and seeing all the, the lovely and nice feedback I got on on that team from mainly Fremantle and North Melbourne supporters who seemingly are really aggrieved about everything <laughs> right now. Um, anyway, so let's pick the squad. I'm mean, sorry, let's go through the squad before we pick our, our own teams. I think we've gone through everything we need to go through. There is also a retrospective team, but we will go into that afterwards. Um, this that is, one's cool. I'm that, excited for that one as well. Stick around for that one because that one, I think, is is the team that says a lot about the AFLW competition as a whole. And this whole 22-22 thing will be um, unveiled at the AFLW MVP Awards, which are brought to you by the Diamond Guys. So, let's go into the team. Do you want to go through the defenders, Chloe? I shall. And, <laughs> look, I, <laughs> I'm laughing because I... The PDF is in front of me right now, guys, and you can actually, can you please read the first defender, Pont? Um, first defender is uh, Chloe Malloy, Collingwood, DOB, 61298, debut, <laughs> debut 2018, drafted pick three, 2017, NAB, AFLW drafts. Well, you know your stuff. Oh, jeez, I, I, off the top of my head, that, that uh, yeah, it's interesting, there's no utility position, so I guess they chuck you in as a defender. Which, uh, yeah, I... Got did get thrown around a bit, but I defenders been the premiership, so I don't mind being um, <laughs> classified as a defender. Yes, all right. But in the defenders, also we have Adelaide's Sarah Allen. Did you want me to read out a little bio? Or are you just pumping me up? Oh, I was just reading out the bio to pump you up. Go, just just read through. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and we have the number one draft pick from this year from the Western Bulldogs, Gabby Newton, Mackenzie Derrick from the West Coast Eagles. Um, Carlton Bagger, Charlotte Wilson. Otherwise known as um, Muscles. What's he known as? Muscles. Muscles, okay. Charlotte <laughs> Muscles Wilson. Um, we have the number one draft pick from my draft year, Izzy Huntington, uh, Melbourne defender Libby Birch, and North Jasmine Greeson. Yes, and see, before we go on, this is what I mean. I had no idea that Libby Birch was under 22. I thought she was an established 25, 26 year old gun of the competition. Um, borderline all Australian defender, but there you go. See, that's that's so interesting to me. And we've had her on the podcast, and I too, no offense, Lib, did think she was a bit older than twenty two. Talks like a veteran, acts like a veteran, um, future star of the game. There, so we'll go through our teams afterwards. But let's go through. I'll go through the forwards, and then you can take the mids. So Sweet. 
Sabrina Duffy from the Fremantle Dockers, our girl Kalinda Howarth from the Gold Coast yeah, Suns, yeah. Jesse Wardlaw from the Lions, Danielle Ponta from Adelaide, Sophie Conway from the Lions, Caitlin Greaser from St Kilda, the 2020 AFLW leading gold kicker, Eloise Jones from the Crows, Roxy Rue from Fremantle. They are the four, and, sorry, and my favourite player, Georgia G from the Carlton Football Club. Those are your yeah. forwards to choose from. I can't I'm a big fan of Georgia G. can't believe I nearly forgot Georgia G. I mean, we haven't said her name. Actually, I would love to go do a count of how many times you and I have been pro-Georgia G on this podcast. Yeah, someone needs to do like a super cut. I mean, I, yeah, <laughs> it, it was crazy during the game when she kicked three goals and then I ran out, I literally ran out of, I have to, I had to tweet every time she kicked a goal, but I ran out of things to, to say. But, but someone put up a highlights compilation of, of her from the season and tagged me in it. So I'll, I will watch that on YouTube later. So That is now your most watched video. Oh, I'm very excited to watch that, watch her um, at her best. But yeah, she is definitely in my team and definitely in uh, the forward line squad. Yes, and now we'll go to the midfielders, the engine room. We have GWS's Elise Parker. We have bagger Madison Press-Parkers, who actually has even built on her form from her first season. Oh, yeah. Um, we have St Kilda, Georgia Petrikios, uh, Adelaide's Ebony Marinoff, who we've also had on the podcast. Yes. Geelong's Olivia Purcell, Melbourne's Eden Zanka, which she's been classified in the midfield. We've got Geelong's Nina Morrison, Anne Hatchard from Adelaide Crows, who benches 60 kilos, and that blows my mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, Richmond's Mon Conti, uh, Gold Coast Jackie Yorson, Grace Egan from the Baggers, also known as, what do they call her? Greg. Greg, Greg. And Melbourne's Tyler Hates. Yes, that is the squad. Oh, and the Ruckman, uh, sorry, the Rucks, Erin McKinnon and Lauren Bella, GWS and Gold Coast, respectively. So that... And- there's your hashtag 22 under 22 squad for the season. So if you go to 22under22.com.au, you can pick your team, pick your 22. Um, Chloe and I will give you our team, so we'll give you a rough guide of what we're thinking. That is available on Thursday. I'm sure if you follow the AFLPA on Twitter, you'll be all across it, and they will let you know. They're also going to publish our um, graphics, so I'm sure we're going to get plenty of great feedback on those as well, Chloe. <laughs> mind that i like i like constructive uh criticism so hit me up it's a powerful please. it's such a good squad like another two players who i was talking about as in like how are these not like 24 25 year old veterans of the comp ebony marinoff feels like she's been around forever and she still still qualifies for this um as one of the, <laughs> just the superstars of the comp um and and hatchard as well like i didn't know she was so young she's such a like strong powerful inside midfielder and at her age, is already one of the one of the leading disposal getters in the whole competition. I actually I struggled picking my team. Oh yeah. I reckon I kept kept the document open for ages. Just it was almost like oh, it, it was so hard to eliminate players because yeah, I think a couple of girls are a bit rough to miss out. But I, I struggled. I, I'm not sure about you, but I it was quite hard to pick just 22 from that squad that we just read out. Yeah, it was hard to narrow it. It was certainly hard to narrow down, especially, I think, the midfielders. I think that's that's part of AFLW at the moment is the fact that there are so many quality midfielders who are either being used in other places or are in the midfield. And it's so... Like, with my All-Australian team, it was so hard to narrow down. I had a list of 20 midfielders and wanted to narrow that down to 10 spots. And it was... 
it was impossible. So I just put five midfielders on the bench. But like, <laughs> yeah. So th- that that was the hardest bit for me was picking picking my midfield. So why don't you run through your defenders in your twenty two under twenty two team? Oh, my defenders. I have. Uh, I've got Izzy Huntington in there. Yes. Um, I thought she well she she was drafted as a forward and went back this year and I thought she did very well playing that anchor role. She was fantastic um, for the doggies. I think she got uh, so much better as the season went on as well, Izzy. More confident in her body, I reckon, and going back with the fly of the ball, and that's what the position she played um, required. So I thought she was a shining light um, within doggies season this year. I've got Adelaide Sarah Allen. I've got Muscles Charlotte Wilson from Carlton. Um, number one draft pick this year, Gabby Newton, and Libby Birch and myself also. So that's my six defenders I've got. Yeah, interesting. So obviously, um, I think we picked these slightly differently because I've got five defenders. I put the extra player on the bench, um, mm-hmm. but I've only picked five defenders total because I clearly don't rate defenders, which is a personal <laughs> problem with me. Um, but yeah, you're think, lucky you're in self-isolation otherwise I'd be right over there giving you a mouthful <laughs> yes I'm, but we are in total agreement so far I picked the same five defenders I've got Charlotte Wilson Sarah Allen yourself as captain Isabel Huntington and Libby Birch uh, Gabby Newton was the one that missed out for me yeah um, it's hard it was hard it's hard and Gabby will be a star she was a great tackler great I thought she was pretty good in the midfield this year but um, was overshadowed by a few other young players, especially first-year players. But it's a long season. She's a first-year player. Let's not put you know put the asset on her for not you know immediately becoming a star of the game. Yeah, give her give her some breathing space because she's yeah got a lot of potential. Right. But now to my midfielders. Go. Can you guess which one I had in first? Uh, M. Presparkis. Correct. I've got Presparkis, Ebony Marinoff. Mon Conti, I've got Aaron McKinnon in there as my ruck. I've done this real weird pun. I like, I can I can just see what I've done, and I'm picturing what you've got. And have you got like a full footy field? Yeah, yeah. We need to talk about this. We've <laughs> your your number. You numbered the players, and it was very confusing. And we had to sort I did it out. Squad, I did my twenty-two team, and well, because like it was like you said, it was hard to put them in their positions. Because yeah, exactly. Like speaking on my behalf, like I got thrown around this year. So like. Yeah, that's why I did the 22. But you know what? It's my first time doing it. I'll, I'll be better next time. Yeah, exactly. It's, your, it's everyone's 22 under 22 debut. <laughs> yeah, it is actually. Yeah. That's nice. nice thing. It's my debut. Yeah. And I've got... So I've got Conti McKinnon, Morrison, Nina Morrison from the Cats, Georgia Petrikios from the Saints, Tyler Hanks from Melbourne, Hatchard from the Crows, and Greg from the Baggers, which is Grace Egan. That's my midfield... Uh, just read that through again because I interrupted you in the middle of your conversation just so people have a good idea of your team. So go from press parkers again? Yeah. So my midfield, and I haven't done it as strategically as you. They can rotate <laughs> on the bench. Like I just, you know, they can decide out of themselves who sits on the bench. But I've got press parkers, Marinoff, Conti, Morrison, Patrikios, Hanks, Hatchard, and Greg. Grace Egan, and my ruck woman is Erin McKinnon. So this is where we start to differ a bit, I think, because I picked my my starting team. So I've got uh, Lauren Bella instead of Erin McKinnon. I thought Bella had a a really strong year in the ruck. She would have been borderline all-Australian squad. 
I think yep. McKinnon had a bit of a down year with Jess Allen coming in as well, and they didn't really work out a great balance between them, I didn't think. Um, mm-hmm. So I've gone Bella on form this year. Uh, Monique Conti, Maddie Prasparkis, and Ebony Marinoff as my starting three in the midfield. Yep. Prasparkis, vice captain of the team. And then I've got Anne Hatchard and Olivia Purcell on the outside. Because I know uh-huh. you went Morrison and I've gone Purcell. I think that's that's the difference here. There you go. Uh, I, like, I like comparing the pair. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll go through um, the, the differences, I think, afterwards. Um, yep. On the bench as midfielders, I've got Elise Parker, uh, Georgia, Georgia Patricios, Grace Egan, and I guess Eden Zanker as well. Um, uh-huh. Because, well, Zanker is more of a key forward rock, but... Um, I think she's definitely worthy of being in the team and is one of the, the brightest young stars in the game. She could be literally anything, I think, even Zanka. Assuming Lauren Pierce stays healthy and and Zanka can play as a permanent forward, I think she's going to be um, an absolute star. And speaking of forwards, I'll go through my forwards now. I've got Jesse Wardlaw from Brisbane, who I think has had an absolute, absolute great season. She is so athletic. Uh, I've got Ponta from the Adelaide Crows, also from Crows, Eloise Jones. I've got the leading goal kicker in there from Saints, Katnick Riser. I've got Duffy from Frio, uh, Kalinda Howarth, our girl from the Gold Coast, and another docker in Roxy Room. Nice. Yep. Slightly different here. I've got Howarth, Griser, Conway as my half forward line. I've got Georgia G and Sabrina Duffy at full forward. I've got <gasps> Eloise no, Jones. Hold on. Pause. Oh, I'm making you, an immediate change. Did you miss Sorry. out on Georgia G? Oh, my God. Oh, I'm making, wow. Oh, no. I thought she was on your bench. Did you just leave her out? I'm so disappointed in myself. Wow. I'm going to have to message Kavisha oh. right now and tell her. To, no, please don't. Please don't. Oh, what? my God. No, I'm, no. I need, to, I need to tell her to get Georgia G in your team because... She needs to be in my team now. It would be embarrassing if she's not. Oh, I'm going to make an immediate switch right now. And I apologize to Danielle Ponta, but Ponta... Out Georgia G in that is a sincere apology to Danielle Ponta, but I just cannot not have Georgia G. Yeah. So Georgia G is also in my twenty-two side. So to run through my forwards, yes, read it. again. I've got Wardlaw, Georgia G, Alois Jones, leading goal kicker Captain Grazer, Duffy, Kalinda Howarth, and Roxanne Root. Very nice. Um, yeah, G also friend of the show, but also just the star of, of the game. Who? Oh. Who has to be in the team? Um, Howarth, Greiser, Conway, uh, G, and Duffy are, uh, is my starting forward line, and then on the bench I've got Jesse Wardlaw, Jesse Wardlaw, and Eloise Jones. So okay, pretty similar. Yeah, I think so. Just read out your your interchange. In, in, I guess do you have an interchange, or have you just numbered them one to twenty six? Oh, I've just <laughs> numbered them one to twenty two. Okay, that's fair enough. <laughs> so my interchange is Elise Parker, Jesse Wardlaw, Eden Zanker, Eloise Jones, Georgia Patricios, and Grace Egan. That is. My team, but yeah, so there's a few unlucky players to miss out. Um, but I guess that's just part of when you have to narrow down 32 to 22. It is so hard, and I, I don't like being the bad guy. <laughs> I hate cutting people out, but yeah, I'm pretty happy with the 22 I've got on my team. And gosh, imagine if they played. That would be cool. Imagine your you 22 under 22 side versus... Your 30 over 30. You're 30 over 30 side. <laughs> maybe 22 over 30. You don't want to give them an eight-person rotation advantage. Um, that would, I would pay to see that. Yeah, because they did the all-star format, but that didn't work because Victoria was just so much better. Um, yeah, that might be the way to make it work. 22 under 22 versus um, the veterans or something like that. 
make it happen. Yeah. We'll get onto Kavisha. Yes. Put it on <laughs> Players Association. Um, anyway. But so that's not all. We have we have more to to share with you today because obviously this is the first year they're doing the twenty two under twenty two. But I'm guessing there are a few twenty four year old players out there who are like, Hey, I was twenty two when this competition started. Why did I miss out on this? And Don't stress. Don't stress. Don't stress. You have been looked after because we have the twenty seventeen to twenty nineteen retrospective twenty two under twenty two. And that team has been picked by the players association. Not a team that we're picking. This is a team picked by them. And it works like this. So, 10 players in this year's 30-person squad were named in the retrospective team, as well as a bunch of others who are now too old. This is based on uh, performance over the three years, and you have had to have had at least one strong season to qualify. Um, And, yeah, so that's what we've got here. And do you have the team in front of you there, Chloe? I do, and I'm more than happy to read the side out for you. Yep, who's at fullback? So from the back line, we have Melbourne's Livy Birch, um, myself from Collingwood. Yes. And then across the halfback, we've got Carlton's Gab Pound, now Collingwood's Bree Davey, and Adelaide's Sarah Allen. Yep, they've done the thing that made me, me really angry with Carlton for two and a half years and put Bree Davey in centre half back instead of putting her in the <laughs> midfield. But that just brought well, back. It's where you've got to fit players in. It's, it's, these, deciding these teams is um, would be quite hard because players switch. Like Yeah, exactly. It actually is quite a hard thing. But if we go now into the midfield centre, we have Brisbane's Emily Bates, uh, Adelaide's Ebony Marinoff, and Brisbane's Ellie Anderson. Yeah, and then you've got three players there who are just like complete veterans of the competition at this point and yet still qualify for the 22, under 22, which is... Just really cool for the competition, I think, that these players still have seven or eight years of footy in front of them. It's really exciting. And, like, I'm looking ahead now and, and like, looking at this team, um, like, individually, all these players are just getting better and better. And in particular, a name that I'll read out from the half forwards, you know, North Melbourne's Jasmine Garner. I have nothing but praise for her season this year. And, you know, she's one. She, she's just made the retrospective... Um, 22 under 22 side, and she's still got, a, you know, a handful, if not more, games of AFLW. And, um, you know, they say you reach your peak at 25, and what she'd only be just getting on that now. And she killed it this season. Oh, yeah. But uh, following with her, next lining up with her is Carlton's Taylor Harris and Western Bulldogs' Ellie Blackburn. Yeah, what a, what a half forward line. Like, Ellie Blackburn. <laughs> is, again, in the same boat as Bates and Marinoff and Anderson, really is just an established midfield star. She's probably been, if you were to rank the original marquee players who were picked, Blackburn would be unlucky if she wasn't number one in terms of player who has been consistently a star. It would be her and, well, I guess Pac, that's the thing, Paxman wasn't a marquee, so it'd be probably her and Daisy, but Daisy missed a year, so you'd probably have Elliot number one. Chelsea Randall's missed a year, so Elliot has just been there being one of the star midfielders of the comp since day one. Yeah, and I think Bowers was a marquee player. Yeah. She, she, did her, she missed seasons due to injury. She missed seasons one and two as well. So, yeah, Ellie's like one of the few that has been an elite A-plus grade player since since day one and still is and will be for years to come, really. I agree. And full forwards, we have Richmond's Sabrina, Sabrina Frederick and Melbourne's Kate Hall, which actually I... I thought Kate Hall this year really stood up for Melbourne. Yeah, absolutely. 
showed another side of her game. Because um, she kind of flew under the radar for me. I, no, I knew she was a good player, but this season I think she's really established herself um, as a forward. And I th- she'd be close to going Melbourne's leading goal kicker. I mean, Ooh, I haven't yeah. checked, so take that with a grain of salt. But just going off the top of my head, I'm pretty sure she'd be pretty close to it. Yeah, Cunningham had a quiet year. Um, Zanka played mostly in the ruck, so she probably didn't have many chances. Yeah, it probably was Kate Hall. Um, Shelly actually... Scott, maybe. Um, I'm going to confirm that right now. Actually. Okay. Um, while you confirm that, I will read the ruck line of the team. Emma King, who is a two-time All-Australian. Monique Conti, who's a superstar. And Maddie Prasparkas, who's about to be a two-time All-Australian. So you've got Conti and Prasparkas there who are probably going to be two of, if not the two best midfielders in the competition for the next decade. Emma King, who's probably moved more as a forward, but whenever she went in the ruck, she seemed like she was still up there with the best. Like, I had Shani as my All-Australian ruck, but Emma King took it right up to her when when she went in the ruck against you guys on Saturday, I thought. Um, and I think that was a really smart move by North to make that switch at that time and sort of try and quell Shani's uh, dominance and strength and height. Um on the bench, they've got Erin McKinnon from the GWS Giants, Shannon Campbell, a very underrated defender from Brisbane, Anne Hatchard, Elise Parker, Danielle Ponta, and Sophie Conway. So Georgia G has missed out, and that is disappointing. But <laughs> not much we can do about that. That's a very that is sad reaction. It's a very good team, though. That is as good a team as it gets on paper, really. The fact that you've and got sorry, confirming, but, sorry, confirming the yeah. goal scoring just last run it. You were right, Shelley Scott is leading, but I was also right because Kate Hoare and Shelley Scott have equaled on five. <laughs> and they don't get two more weeks of games to, to settle their, <laughs> their gap. You're the Collingwood leading goal kicker, aren't you? Well, it was, but I don't know if they count finals because if we're talking finals goals, um, Jordan Membry kicked, ended up finishes on seven and I finish on six. Oh, no. So I don't know. I don't know if I can if I can boast about that one. And yeah, they probably do count finals. Memories had a good year, so I guess that's fair enough for her. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy for her. So that's the 22 under 22 retrospective squad. Again, you can vote on your own team from this year's squad at 22under22.com.au. That will be available on Thursday, not today. Don't go there now because there won't be anything. <laughs> won't be anything there. So go on Thursday because. Um, it'll be worth doing. I'm probably. I'm, we've just read out our teams. I'm probably going to go on there and do another team again anyway. Um, I was actually thinking the exact same thing. Well, they're saying they're saying there's a prize. We're we're still allowed, even though we've got two extra days to think about it. Surely. I think so. I think so. Yeah, you, you'll be in the team and win the prize for guessing the team. That will, that will be what happens. Slight advantage to knowing the team a bit <laughs> earlier, but please all get out there and. Vote for your 22 under 22 team. And it is brought to you by the Diamond Guys, so go choose your diamonds. Yeah, if, if you need a, for, for whatever reason you need, you need a diamond, go go get a, This is why people don't get me to read out ads, but go get a diamond, <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, it's good to hear that the AFLW MVP awards, which are going ahead on April 21st, are still going ahead. I'm assuming there won't be any people in attendance, or I don't know how they'll do it, but it's good to know that's still going ahead, isn't it? Yeah, it's a nice shining light, and like you, you don't really want to make this season null and void. So yeah, I'd be quite disappointed if it didn't go ahead because you know you still there was a lot of success this year and a, a lot of showcasing of young stars, and yeah, you kind of don't want to wipe the twenty twenty. 
the you know, wipe the twenty twenty season completely. No. So yeah, I, I hope it goes ahead, and I'll actually be intrigued to see what they do um, with the AFRW awards and how they're going to approach that. But I guess it's a thing that they just work daily on because with what's happening in the world right now, like no one knows what tomorrow is going to look like or the next day after. So yeah, it's just a, it's just a work in progress and be patient. And um, I'm pretty sure they don't think in like they're not going to completely cut the 2020 season because. Uh, yeah, yeah, there was still six. Well, sorry, how many? Five rounds played. Six, six so, rounds and a round of finals. So yes, there you go. So yeah, there's still, you know, enough credibility to to select awards from. More than enough. I mean, look at the first season was seven weeks. This is only one week less. Like they, I'll be really disappointed if they don't pick an all Australian team and if they don't, you know, do the bit do the um the league BNF in one way or another. I'm very very happy to hear that the AFLPA are still going ahead with their thing. You'll be voting it. All players vote in that, don't they? Yeah, I believe so. We'll probably get an email. They're very good in that, and that the players get a say. So, yeah, we'll we'll be emailed something, a link, and we'll probably also put our teams in exclusively on the podcast. What will be your three, two, one for the AFLW MVP award? Uh, I think my so three being the most, or yes, three, three three being the most. I think Jazzy Garner takes three, Jamie Lambert two, and Kiara Bowers one. Very nice. I don't think you could. Mine would be different, but I don't think you could uh, debate those three being among the five or six best players this season. And God, it's going to be a tough field to pick from, isn't it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I. That was very hard putting me on the spot. <laughs> Just, the first three names that came to mind. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's what I have to do. Well, if I was to do it, I would have gone Ghana three. Uh, I would have gone uh, Presparkus two, and then Lambert one. So that would be where we. Slightly differ, but there's obviously no bias in either of our takes there. <laughs> None at all. None. Okay. Well, thank you very much for tuning into this post-season edition of the Boundary AFLW podcast, and thank you for listening across the season. Yes, we much appreciate it. It's been something new that we've both done. Um, it kind of just came from doing an internship at XCN, but yeah, it's been nice just chatting footy with a mate and having people listen. Yeah, exactly, and it's literally just that, even if it's on the phone. We're literally just – the amount of podcast preparation we do is very minimal. Um, <laughs> it's basically I'll text Chloe saying, what do you want to talk about? And she'll say, I don't know, and I'll say, okay, and then we'll just start talking. <laughs> and we've managed to put together 40 minutes every week, so – that's good. Thank you to everyone who has listened and thank you to everyone who has, has come on the show because you are now all our our favourites um, and we will be watching you closely going forward and hopefully we can do some, some off-season podcasts and maybe talk about a few longer-term issues. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll, we'll leave it there for season one of the Boundary AFLW podcast. Oh, it sounds like we're having a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we're just makes so, sad. We're just saying goodbye for now, Chloe. We need to we need to get a coffee once the quarantine stuff is over. And... Yeah, once we can be within 1.5 metres of each other. Yes. yes. And talk about season uh, two. I just want to say a big thank you to Pont because if for those who don't know, we record this podcast and Pont um, edits and puts it all together in his own time. So I'm going to give you a clap single-handedly and I hope those all listening give you a clap also because um, you have worked very hard um, with this podcast and, yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure and thank you for putting up with me on a, <laughs> a weekly basis. No, thank you for putting up with my constant messages, I think is what I'll, I'll report. <laughs> We've... Um, We've got something really cool here and I hope everyone who's listening has enjoyed the show and we will definitely be continuing it in one form or another. 
we'll see what happens with the rest of the year and the rest of the season. But um, yeah, so what what are you up to now, Chloe? Where where are you headed after after this whole stuff calms down? Um, I'm just will head home. I think there's not really much else I can do, and yeah, I put my health first, and I'll go self isolate and um, keep as fit as I can. I think I've got some dumbbells at home, and <laughs> yeah, it'll, it's a real test. It's a test, but um, I'll, I'll relax for a bit, watch a bit of Netflix, catch up on some stuff. But yeah, not not really a whole lot because it kind of kind of hasn't sunk in yet, but. Sorry, I'm just yeah. I'm just emailing Kavisha. Chloe wants to change Ponta to G in her team. <laughs> Thanks for that smiley face. Okay, so thank you very much for tuning into this episode of the Boundary AFLW podcast. Um, Chloe will be fine in isolation. She's got plenty of special K and plenty of Puma packs to, to go through still, I imagine. My score credit's been upgraded <laughs> on um, Puma, so I'm actually going to do a bit of online shopping. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we will talk to you at some stage in the future. Thank you for listening. Thank you, guys. Over and out.